And my first carving was actually uh, a cross. And I done many crosses and gave them away to, to people. And um, actually, uh, a lot of the, the folks that gave the cross to uh, couldn't afford a headstone. So actually, some of the crosses I carved are on uh, their their loved one's gravesite. Uh, from that from that being said, um, the chainsaw carving never stopped. I started seven years ago, and I thank the good Lord that He opened that door and opportunity. And uh, but I will state that you know, if a person's going to start chainsaw carving or even think about it, the first thing you buy before a saw, I recommend you buy a pair of chops. Camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand, walking in the early dawn to climb up. Wildlife in my presents hand. Welcome to American Roots Outdoors Radio Podcast Show with Alex Rutledge and friends. I'm calling via phone from Birch Tree, Missouri, sitting in my truck. The storm is blowing over us. And I'm calling to talk with Redbone Mike Crace. Redbone, this nasty weather is in the Ozarks today. Yeah, we, we kind of knew all day, and I talked about that on my morning show, that if we're going to get rain today or any thunderstorms, it'd come during the heat of the day. And, you know, temperatures have been, you know, near 90 today, and the heat index has been in the mid-90s. And, and, of course, we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon. So, yeah, we're in a rainy weather pattern, and the farmers are hating it, Alex. I mean, they like to get the rain, but there's hay that needs to be cut right now, and they just can't get any days, you know, good days strung together to get that done. Well, there, you're, you're correct, Redbone, but there is good and bad in this weather. Uh, it's keeping the falls from being killed by some of the, the mowers and also some of the turkey nests. So there's good and bad about it. I hate it for the farmers, but... I like it for the animals. Okay. All right. So, uh, Alex, uh, we're right in the middle of, as the show airs, uh, right in the middle of the free fishing weekends in Missouri and Arkansas. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, you can fish on public waters. Don't need a fishing license. But I want to emphasize, before we start talking about that a little bit, is that you have to follow all the rules. Length limits, possession limits. You know, how many fish you can keep and all of those things. The rules have to be observed. So if you're going to do the free fishing weekend, it just means you don't have to buy a license. So go to one of the stores where you purchase license and get that guide, uh, which will give you all the rules and, and be aware. Because, you know, if the game warden approaches you and you've got too many fish on your stringer, you've got fish that are too short. Uh, and you say, well, it's free fishing weekend. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm glad that you pointed that out, Redbone. That'll keep a lot of people from getting in trouble. And, uh, it's, it's, you know, everybody needs to take advantage of this free fishing weekend. And that being said, I've got the results from the first CRSA, Current River Smallmouth Association, results here, if you'd like to hear them, Redbone. Sure. The top five winners are as follows. Uh, Kasten Carriger and Jason Jenkins. Uh, fifth place with 8.08 pounds, five live fish. Their big bass was 243. Uh, third place went to Cisco and Dottery from Poplar Bluff, Missouri. They had 836. Their big bass was 231. Uh, second place, fourth place, I'm sorry. Yeah, fourth place was Burke Ramsey, and they had 815 with a 251 kicker. Second place went to Raymer and Leach, and he had a total weight of 1045, and they had a 317, and they said they caught their their fish the last 45 minutes of the tournament. Wow. The winners was Donald Black 
and Robbie Williams. They had 11 pounds, 0.62 ounces, and their kicker fish was 307. My partner and I, Putter Laughlin, Daniel Laughlin, we had a 559. We finished in the middle of the pack. We lost a total of five fish. That was two pounds or better. I had a three-pounder come up out of the water and break my line. Just the way it goes. So uh, we got another tournament coming up, uh, I guess, July the 17th. Or June the 17th, his and hers, I'm sorry, June 17th, his and hers, on the Current River Small Mile Association. Uh, and it will be held at Van, Missouri, to husband and wife, and uh, or father and daughter. All right, very good. So, Alex, a little over 11 pounds, that's a pretty good stringer of smallmouth on a river. Yes, it is. It's over a two-pound average yeah. is what it is. Yeah, yeah. that's really that's, that's, that's good. Great We've got a great show lined up for everybody, too. We're going to introduce somebody to the, the outdoor industry. This guy has been in the outdoor industry for several years, but this guy is so talented, Redbone. His name is Michael Warren. He is the new ARO team leader. And uh, of all the team members we have, he's probably the most aggressive that we have in social media. Would you agree? Uh, yes, I would. I would agree with that. And he's very intelligent, you know, and uh, – He's just a great guy, great Christian guy. And I'll tell you what his huge talent is, other than killing big turkeys and big bucks, he's a wood carver. Oh, really? His work is fabulous. Hmm. Yes. He'll be joining us in an upcoming segment right after this. Uh, we're going to go to a break, everybody. You're listening to American Roots Outdoors. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more right after this. Hi, everybody. This is Jessica White with Wonder Woman, Kansas. You're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. Redbone, what would you say if I could tell you that you could kill a buck on a certain day? I would say you're crazy. There's no way to predict how the bucks are going to move. Well, you're wrong. There's a new camera out called Wise Eye Technologies. These guys can predict the actual deer movement exact time that a deer is going to come through. Really? Wise Eye Technology? This camera has five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera? On a camera. WiseEyeTechnologies.com. And how do I find out more information about these guys? You go to WiseEyeSmartCam.com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunt easier. Use WiseEye. Hornady Presents. Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors. Your host, Alex Rutledge. In the studio, Redbone Mike Crayson has promised our guest. Uh, some of you may have heard of this guy. Some of you may not. Especially in the Northeast, you may know him. Michael Warren. This guy is a big buck killer, a turkey hunting fool. And he really, really has a talent for art. This guy can <laughs> sketch prints, and he's a wood carver. And he was just now promoted to the new American Roots Outdoors team coordinator. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you very much, Alex. Thank you very much. Yeah, man. So what's going on in Ohio right now? What's your weather doing? Uh, right now we're going through a little bit of storm, and um, it's kind of wet, but which is good because it's pretty dry, and we need uh, a little bit of rain for the crops, of course, and uh, uh, it's looking pretty pretty good as far as crops, crops go. Good, 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 Michael. You know, I've known you for several years. The first time I ever met you, 
uh, was at a, a, some kind of banquet. And I, I, I still got several of your prints that you've sent me in my cabin right now. And you've always impressed me with your spirit. You know, you're a godly man, you're a family man, and you are truly, truly obsessed with hunting, aren't you? That's right. Absolutely. hundred percent. I think I'm, I'm more focused on the good Lord and the outdoors and, uh, of course my family than, uh, hunting comes, comes third. <laughs> oh yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Michael, let's, let's let all of our listeners, uh, learn about Michael Warren. Uh, tell us where you was born. I was, uh, born in Cambridge, Ohio. And, um, I lived here and, uh, most, most of my time here and, uh, then went to college, uh, graduated from high school, Cambridge High, went to the Art Institute of Pittsburgh, um, graduated from there with honors and, uh, that kind of opened my career in art and it's been, a locomotive going forward since then. Yes, it has. And, and Michael, that being said, you know, you, you, you said that you went to college, you went to art school, man. I, I love to sketch myself. I don't know if you knew that or not. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I love to draw turkeys and deer. And, and Mike Redbone will tell you, we, we do some of the sports shows. When the, the people come to buy the shirts, one of the first things they want me to do is do a quick sketch on the shirts, don't they, Redbone? Yeah, they do. And and, awesome. and, and Michael, he, he does pretty good. But it's the same turkey every time. That's right. He's looking the same way, and that's dead. That's right. Looking the same way. That's that's uh, he he has a hornady headache. All the all the turkeys. All right. So Michael, you're from you're from Ohio. I think we need to learn, Alex. You know, we need to learn one thing here. Actually, we need to learn two things. All right. Uh, Cleveland Indians or Cincinnati Reds? Uh, Cincinnati Reds. All right. are we, are we, and, and what football team from the NFL? The Cincinnati Bengals or the Cleveland Browns? Uh, I think uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh? <laughs> Why is it that everybody in Ohio roots for the Pittsburgh Steelers? <laughs> everybody I know in Ohio is a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. All right, so. There's, there's, yeah, go there's ahead. quite a few. Yeah, there are. All right. Well, it's because the Bengals and the Browns just, you know, have let people down for for decades. So I guess I guess that would be a natural a draw there. And uh, are you a Buckeye fan, Ohio State? Oh yes, definitely, hundred okay. percent. Yeah, everybody that ever stepped foot in Ohio is a Buckeyes fan. But we won't hold That's that right. against you, Michael. We won't hold that against you here in Razorback Country. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Alex, well, I, I think I, he's okay. I, I do got to say this: Cleveland and Cincinnati both have recently beat the Cardinals. The Cardinals are not playing very good ball, Redbone. Well, yeah, baseball. But, I mean, it, we're, st- we're still got over 100 games to play in the season. That's that got time to turn around. Uh, but uh, Cleveland or Cincinnati, neither one has beat the Kansas City Chiefs in recent years. So let's go with that. Right. Right. <laughs> That's true. Everybody, if you just join us, we have Michael Warren from Ohio, the new ARO team leader for American Roots Outdoors. This guy is a godly man. Uh, a true outdoorsman, and an artist. If you get the chance, we want to encourage you to go to his Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, and look at some of his stuff. We're going to go to a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more with Michael about his love of the outdoors and his passion for art. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more American Roots Outdoors right after this. Hey, everybody. This is Michael Water with Bone Collector, and you're listening to my buddy Alex Rutledge on American Roots Outdoors, man. Don't miss an episode. Up a big old hill. Year after year. 
Eagle Seed presents American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge and his friends. And uh, we're well into the uh, hour here of the American Roots Outdoors Radio Show. Alex Rutledge is with us. Michael Warren from Team Ohio is with us. Of course, on the Red Bull, Mike Crace. And um, when we broke up the last segment, Alex, we were, were kind of getting to know Michael a little bit. We found out he's from Ohio. He's a Steelers fan. And... Uh, uh, he likes the Cincinnati Reds, and he's Ohio State Buckeye fan. So I think he's okay in our book. Well, I, I think he's all right. Yeah, he's all right. All right. Yeah, okay. We've got, we got to kick him in high gear sometimes. He's so mellow and calm. I, I need to nickname him Ice Cube, I think. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's about the truth, too, 100%. Yeah. So let, let's go here. All right, this is our, our third segment here. Uh, tell me about the history of your hunting. Who got you in the outdoors, and uh, what inspired? Who inspired you to become an outdoorsman? Uh, very young age, um, I took my grandfather and my dad. Um, basically, my, my grandfather introduced me to the outdoors um, at the age of five, and I remember quite clearly. I, I harvested my first squirrel at the age of six with a pellet gun. And um, he was amazed how I, I took the shot, and he knew I was going to be um, do well as far as um, producing game for my family when I got older. And uh, ever since then, I always look back and remember the, the trips and journeys and uh, the roots my grandfather instilled into me, and uh, I thank him every day for that. Yeah, well, I mean, just kind of the classic American uh, story, and um, I mean, that's that's where most people uh, got their start. So, I mean, that's just kind of, uh, you know, I mean, that's kind of where I got my start. And you talk about, you know, killing a squirrel with the pellet gun. Um, you know, my first was uh, killing a woodpecker with a with a, one of those old da- Daisy BB guns. I had to shoot it like 40 times. But uh, <laughs> we all started. I remember, I remember I'm going to share one of my stories. The first gun I had was a little dark gun. I don't know if you can remember this, Redbone. Oh, yeah. You're, you're older than me. It, it was a dark gun. It was a double-barrel dark gun, and there was a wind-up rabbit. You could wind it up, sprinkle yeah. it. rabbit, I got it for a Christmas present. I was like two and a half, three years old. I'll never forget it. And I, I remember practicing shooting at it. Yeah, I had one of those. I had one of those, too, man. You'd turn that thing on, it'd go flying across the room. Yeah, it would. So I remember that. Then I remember my first Daisy BB gun. Uh, I remember shooting some robins and getting in trouble for it. Yeah. But my mom. You know, we don't <laughs> shoot robins. Yeah. But uh, we done all kinds of things as kids growing up, Michael. We would, when the snow would come, we'd take a box, a cardboard box, and take us a st- stick and a forked stick and hold one end of the box up and tie a piece of fishing line to it. We'd put rice out on the ground to get. Uh, the snowbirds going. We try to catch them in a box. We done all kinds of funny things. But, right, right. <laughs> but to entertain ourselves with a family of nine brothers and sisters. Wow, wow, yeah. that's awesome. Brothers and sisters, do you have? I have uh, one sister, and uh, she lives in also in Ohio, and uh, a little bit older. But uh, she also was, was introduced to the outdoors uh, a young age. She didn't catch on everything but that's okay she still she still likes the yeah the country that's for sure yeah let's talk about your roots a little deeper here your grandfather uh is he german is he irish what 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 is your bloodline uh we have uh we're american indian and my grandfather 
uh, his roots go way back, and I remember him telling me a lot of stories about the Native um, culture. And um, I was raised basically like that, and also uh, teach me about the outdoors, and uh, and that's where everything started. That's pretty neat, Redbone. Yeah, I think that's interesting because uh, he probably, I mean, did he teach you some of the, the Indian ways as far as hunting or, you know, tracking your prey or, or doing those kind of things? Yes, sir, he did. Uh, basically, he also taught me um, about the game and uh, wind, uh, wind current, wind direction, and uh, especially on the white-tailed deer. And um, to this day, I, I carry that closest to my heart and my uh, husbandship and skills get me pretty close to the whitetail. That's pretty neat. Learning uh, some of the tricks of the trade, the secrets of outsmarting these mature whitetails. Do you remember okay. your first year, your first deer? Oh yeah, yes sir, I do. <laughs> yeah. so, my first my first deer was a uh, little scrub, uh, I won't say scrub, but to me it was a magnificent trophy. It was a seven pointer, and um, he was crossing a creek, and I, I shot shot him with the uh, twenty gauge plug, and that was my first harvest. It was a whitetail, and um, my dad was so happy, my grandfather was happy, and that's where my journey started as far as a whitetail uh, hunting goes. And the uh, first turkey I ever harvested was actually uh, twenty five and a half pound. I uh, harvested him also with a uh, single shot. And the thing about the single shot, the bird was coming in, got hung up, and I slipped stock of the barrel or stock of the gun um, on my collarbone and pulled the trigger. <laughs> and I, my my drilling was pumping so hard that it didn't really matter at that point in time until after I pulled the trigger and fractured my collarbone. <laughs> oh, my. How old were you? my first adventure. Yeah, how old were you at that time? I was uh, 13 at that time. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you kept going back after more. I think from listening to Michael Warren, everybody, you can tell that this this, this man has been taught uh, by some great mentors. You know, his roots does run deep here. And, man, what what's some great stories here. And, you know, you being Native Indian, uh, Apache, and... and you know, I have Cherokee blood in me, and uh, I, I've always been a a fan of of wanting to be an Indian. You know, when it, you play Cowboys and Indians, I wanted to be both, but a lot of times I wanted to be an Indian. You know, <laughs> <laughs> never wore a shirt, never wore shoes as kids growing up. I never, I couldn't always stand to wear shoes in the kindergarten because wow. I that one pony, and we would always imitate. Uh, the Lone Ranger in Tonto. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But, uh, you know, if you think about the stories that people listen to here, everybody's always got something in common here, Redbone. Yeah, they do. And, and I think it's, and I think from the, you know, and I have a little bit of Indian blood in me. And uh, I think I, people with, with Indian blood or that are, I mean, direct descendants, there's a, there's an extra, I hope I don't say this wrong or doesn't sound wrong. There's an extra respect for the animals themselves. Exactly. Exactly. 
And, and that comes from, and, and I don't see in it, uh, you know, and in, in hearing Indians tell those stories and uh, from the, the years gone by. Indians truly had a respect, and Alex, so you can back this up, a respect for the land and the respect for the animals that roamed the land. Um, you know, they wouldn't kill, uh, kill animals for sport. They killed just for food, and they respected the land that they lived in, and uh, and still do on the reservations. And um, you know, we all know the plight. We all know the plight of the Plains Indians. And, it's a celebration for exactly. the, a lot of the Indians. They celebrated. It was a big party, wasn't it, uh, Michael? Yes, sir. It was. And actually, uh, take a trip to South Dakota, uh, Custer. You um, can even feel the spirit that was there when I was out there turkey hunting. And uh, go to the reservation, and also, and you know, the culture is still there. Things have changed over the years, of course, but um, they they love the land that they walk on, and they love our Lord, and um, they love and feel the spirit of of every animal they do harvest. This is wonderful, everybody. If you just joined us again, we're going to go to a break. We got Michael Warren of Ohio, the new American Roots Outdoors team leader, and I think if you've been listening. And you can tell why we have chosen this guy to help lead our team. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more American Roots Outdoors right after this. This is Brenda Valentine, and you're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. There are hunting foods passed on down, planted deep in the ground around your heart. So you never got to worry what the wind might do. Hi everybody, this is Alex Rutledge with American Roots Outdoors. How many of you need an attorney? If you're like me, sometimes you do. I go to Zane Prevet at the Prevet Law Office, Willow Springs, Missouri. No case is too big or too small. You can call Zane at 417-469-3535. Zane Prevet at the Brevet Law Office. This is Alex Rutledge, and he is my attorney. Welcome back to the American Roots Outdoors radio show with Alex Rutledge and his friends on the Red Bull Mike Race. We've got Alex on the line. We've got Michael Warren from Team Ohio on the line. And we've just been getting to know Michael a little bit and and talking about uh, a little bit of deer and turkey hunting. And Alex, I, I guess... My first question here would be, does Michael fish? Oh, yes, I definitely fish. And actually, <laughs> fish, uh, my wife fish, fishes more than I do. Um, the biggest bass ever caught in my life, actually was last year, was a 10-pound uh, a bass out of a farm pond. And um, uh, actually, I had to jump in the pond to retrieve him. Uh, because he was going to come out one way and and, and got him. And so uh, he's going to be mounted and on the wall for, uh, for that trophy in memory. That, that's for sure. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah I, I, love, I love the I fish. Touch, I love the fish. That's awesome. I want to touch on something here. You know, the last segment that, that we didn't mention is that we learned a lot about your roots, you being a Native uh, American Indian and how your forefathers and your grandfather taught you how to hunt and and to appreciate wildlife, you know. Yes, so uh, I want to just touch on that, but I also want to mention Ride on Optics. Ride on Optics brought this segment to us, and uh, I do want to ask you this. 
biggest bass you ever caught was 10 pounds. Now, here's yes, something else that you're talented with. What got you into wood carving, and do you remember your first carving you ever done? Let's talk about that. Well, got me into wood carving. I went to the Paul Bunyan Festival, and I was watching the guys carve. I never carved before in my life. I picked up a saw uh, seven years ago, and the reason being, um, I thought it was really interesting to, to actually try to carve. And my first carving was actually uh, a cross. And I'd done many crosses and gave them away to, to people. And um, actually, uh, a lot of the, the folks that gave the cross to uh, couldn't afford a headstone. So actually, some of the crosses I carved are on uh, their, their loved one's gravesite. Uh, from, that, from that being said, um, the chainsaw carving never stopped. I started seven years ago. And I thank the good Lord that he opened that door and opportunity. And uh, But I will state that you know, if a person's going to start chainsaw carving or even think about it, the first thing you buy before a saw, I recommend you buy a pair of chaps um, <laughs> for, for safety. And uh, my saw got me four times. And um, <laughs> thank God, thank the dear Lord that I have my chaps on because I wouldn't be talking and doing this podcast today and talking to a great gentleman, uh, as we all know. Wow. Wow. That is a good tip, Redbone. That is a good tip. You know, and and I've got a, I think I've told Michael this before, but I've got a good friend from high school who is a a, a chainsaw carver, and he's based out of uh, Tennessee by the name of Dave Marshallak. And uh, Dave is kind of famous for doing his Sasquatch carvings he does full size like seven feet tall sasquatch carvings and things like that it's just amazing some of the stuff that he creates and he was real creative in high school he was always sketching uh he liked he liked to sketch things with big muscles like he you know he wouldn't he wouldn't sketch just me and my skinny self he would sketch me and i'd have big <laughs> muscles so and it's kind of and, and dragons and and things like that and he's kind of taking it on to a, a career and travels all over the country uh, you know doing a chainsaw carving competitions and uh going to, to chainsaw carving shows and sales and things like that do you those, do those same kind of things michael uh i've been taking a vacation lately as far as going places but the latest i've done uh, was a nine-foot silver-tip grizzly for a customer. Oh wow! Wow! And it was it was a challenge, and I gave my word to to the customer. Uh, he would have it before Christmas. Um, froze my little tail off, but it, I got the job done. Almost <laughs> fell to scaffolding three times, but it was a silver-tip grizzly, and it turned out absolutely wonderful. And he absolutely loved it. It took a a, a record Lloyd's towing to go and to load it up and take it down the journey and we unloaded it and uh it's setting over Zanesville, Ohio right now. Wow, that's really cool. So, let me ask you this. That that's that sounds really cool. I've seen pictures of it. You sent it to me. Uh you've made these sculptures, chainsaw sculptures for many people. Who's some of the famous people you've made sculptures for? And if you don't mind me asking, what is what did what was the price on that grizzly? What uh, the, the grizzly ran $2,300 for the grizzly. Wow. For grizzly. Yeah, that's pretty cheap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, real, so who's the famous people you've done sculptures for? 
famous. Um, mine I'm working, getting ready to work on, that's Alex Rutledge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not famous. <laughs> anyway, uh, if people want to order stuff or have you to, to make stuff after they follow you on social media, how can they contact you? Actually, they can go to Google and uh, type in Many Artistic Abilities by Michael Warren, and it will pop up. Yeah. Or uh, Facebook, that's uh, a good place to reach me. Um, but yeah, either place is a, a great place to, to start, and it usually all the information will pop right up for, for viewers or for potential customers. Okay, now here's another question for you here. And when we do our bonus segment after this, uh, we're going to share with our listeners on the bonus segment, if you listen to us on podcast, how to get into filming. You love to film. You've been filming for how many years, your hunts? Uh, about 19 years so far. Wow. 19. Do, do you remember your first video camera? First video camera was a little uh, VHS. <laughs> um, that's why I started. That was probably longer than that. And uh, from there, uh, GL, GL2, Sony VX2100, uh, some of the... Um, Newer cameras like the you know, Sony AX53, uh, the 4K cameras. That's but I, uh, Go ahead. I, I really enjoy being behind the camera. I don't have to be the hunter. Uh, I get the thrill and the, the heart starts coming out of my chest just as well as if I'm, you know, pulling the string, stick and string back or pulling the trigger on a gun. It's still. You may be united as a team working together. Um, and the word team, there's no I behind that. It's teamwork. That's right. And so, Michael, right. do you ever... Do, Go ahead, Redmond. Well, I was just going to say, do you ever get inspired while you're filming or, or in the woods, inspired for carvings from what you see out in the wild? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir, I do. A lot of Actually, a lot of my drawings and carvings, if you really look at go on my page and look at my drawings... Everything you see in the drawing is something I've seen somewhere I've been, and I hide a lot of uh, scripture in my drawings. Um, you have to kind of look. You might have to turn the drawing upside down to see the scripture of the Bible. But um, it's there because it's – I'm so inspired because, you know, everyone sees the beginning of a new day that, that God's blessed us with. And, you know, we can't be more – more thankful than to be out there, you know, and because some people can't make that journey, and I thank God for Wow, that's pretty cool, Alex. And Alex, we're about out of time, so um, I know we're going to do more with uh, Michael Warren from Team Ohio on the bonus segment. So, Alex, tell people how they can uh, how they can uh, find the bonus and, and where to go to do all of that. Okay, we're on every podcast carrier available out there, Apple, iTunes, uh, Buzzsprout, uh, you can find us anywhere. It's Alex Rutledge and, uh, and friends with American Roots Outdoors. Uh, we do a bonus segment every show. Uh, and what you got to do, just click on it. Uh, listen to us. Give us a five-star rating if you think that's what we deserve. Uh, give us the rating. Uh, uh, whatever you think it's worth. But we're asking for a five-star. But uh, we're going we're gonna to leave the show here and go into the bonus segment. But Michael's going to talk about... Uh, 
how to get into filming, how to get into wood carving. He's going to share his tips with you there. And I want to thank you, Michael, for being on the show. Thank you for being the person you are. And, man, it's been a great show. And, again, if you want to learn more about Michael Warren, you can follow him on Facebook, uh, social media, Instagram, uh, other places. And, again, congratulations for being our team leader for American Roots Outdoors. And, Red Bone, it's been another great show uh, with Michael Warren. And as we say here, folks, at American Roots, when your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. to fear the wind. So you never got to worry what the wind might do. American Roots. Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. Why I presents American Roots Outdoors bonus segment. If you're listening to this, you obviously have checked in with one of our podcast carriers. We thank you for joining us. We've got Michael Warren on this bonus segment. He's going to share with you if you want to get into filming, how to get started. And what's your tips that you have to share with everybody right here? And if you want to touch back on on what you did to get started, uh, please share that with our listeners. Okay, I'd like to just touch on a few things. Um, it'd be self-filming. Uh, self-filming is pretty tough because your adrenaline is going. Um, but the, the main thing is to stay focused, learn your camera, learn your equipment, um, just say if it is a self-film hunt, um, choose, choose a nice, uh, affordable camera, if whatever fits your budget, and to focus on the subject, make sure the, the object itself, so say, for example, it's a deer or turkey, the framing is very, very important, uh, the audio, um, the video, the, the, the quality, uh, make sure to use a uh, tripod if possible, um, you're in a stand, make sure that camera is absolutely steady. Um, if there's any bumping, I know the editor can edit that part out if, if need be. Um, just try, try to play back different things. And a big crucial thing to the hunt, I believe, is um, uh, teamwork, uh, making sure the cameraman uh, and the hunter is on the same page. And, for example, you might have to pass on a a trophy buck if you're dedicated to that camera and how important it is to what they call the money shot. Um, I've been, been there and done that many times in the past, and that's okay because just to see the opportunity and be there to see that specific deer that you've been after is a, a bonus. To harvest it is, is wonderful. But again, um, trying to stay focused on the equipment that you have, make sure the battery is uh, charged and extra batteries, extra tapes if need be, or uh, cards. Um, uh, I hate to go hunting, but just like this past turkey season, <laughs> I had uh, forgot my two batteries, and um, uh, thank goodness the, the bird didn't come in. Uh, I'd only had one battery. But just little things like that, little detail things mean a lot when you're out filming someone else's hunt, especially if you're in Colorado or South Dakota, make sure you have all your equipment that you need and even then some. And um, again, framing, um, audio, uh, B-roll, you can't do enough B-roll. Just burn your burn it up and or B 
B-roll cutaways is and basically turn your hunt into a story of a lifetime that you won't forget and also viewers and uh, the audio kind of present it where the, the audience can be a part of your hunt, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me ask you, uh, uh, do you wear uh, earphones when you're filming? Yes, I do. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what the monitor, that's a tip for the listeners. That way you can monitor your audio. And, and I'll tell you a big fault that a lot of people have. They have a, a phone in their pocket, and all of a sudden, if you're not using earphones or earplugs to monitor your audio, you may have a humming sound that you didn't know. So by wearing the earphones, you can have a better idea of how good your audio is going to be. And you can you can reshoot something if the audio was not good good enough for the film that you're doing. So that's good. Uh, you, you've touched on some great topics there. And if somebody don't have a lot of money, what camera would you suggest them to go out and start with? And where would you go to buy one? I would start with a, um, I use Sony. Uh, there's Canons. I use it, the Sony AX53. Uh, uh, the smaller or the older version, which is do, does the same almost at the same quality of picture, the 4K, um, you can get around $500. There's some great cameras off of eBay, but uh, you've got to be careful because the, you know, the, the heads might be, be burn up in them. You've got to be really, really careful about buying something off of a, a sales site. Um, yeah. There's a lot of audio places like um, Target. I bought my camera for warranty. <clears throat> um through Target, uh, but they run around twelve hundred to fifteen hundred dollars. Um, you can go online and buy packages, a kit that can get you started. Gives you the headphones, the camera, um, LDE um, lens, uh, different different items that you can actually pick up for a good price. Uh-huh. Best Buy also has great cameras there you can buy. The main thing is telling the story. Once you learn how to tell a story, and one of the things that we, we tell all of our team members is, you know, tape is cheap. But we try to shoot most of our stuff in 30-second to one-minute seg- segments, unless it's, it's, it's a time lapse. If we do a time lapse, we'll let it roll for 20, 30 minutes, depending on what we're trying to do. Sometimes time lapses may be 5, 10 minutes. So a time lapse is where... Uh, you see the, fe- the footage of clouds rolling in, and they speed it up in the editing room. That's like a time lapse. Right. right. Great tips. Now, let me ask this. The woodcarvers, we've got about three minutes left here. Tell us about tips of someone getting started in woodcarving. What size of saw do they need, and how do they go about getting started? Uh, the best saw I can tell everyone that gets started, if they're interested, is a, a, a steel 170. Uh, it's not very powerful, but just beginning for smaller carvings, uh, and you can get a carving blade and carving uh, chain and a sprocket. You have to change your sprocket out. Uh, you can get a whole um, all the equipment you need for around $230 to get started. Um, in the process of buying your, your saw and equipment, uh, a pair of gloves, and mainly I stress a over... <laughs> Years of a pair of chops because you got to be really, really careful that blade does not hit you. Yeah, the, the it's true the the chops will stop the blade, but 
you can't take any chances because if that blade hits your main artery in your leg, it's going to be really devastating for your, for for somebody and their family, and uh, you got to be really careful. But again, uh, just you know, if someone's going to get started in carving, just uh, stay focused on what the image is going to be, and um, uh, be careful. That's my main my main. Uh, advice yeah michael i want i want to ask just one question here before we wrap it up does does the uh uh do you start with an image of what you want to make or does the piece of wood dictate to you what you're going to make uh the the wood always talks to me mm-hmm. i could take a piece of wood and if there's an indian or native uh image that i need to carve out i just start i don't draw it out i just start carving and all the images appears Okay, because I know that's the way Dave does it, too. He looks at a piece of wood or a log, and, of course, he's got logs stacked up everywhere. I'm sure you probably do, too. And, uh, you know, he looks at him and says, you know, this one's going to be this, and this one, you know, I see a bear with a pot of honey or, I mean, whatever the case is going to be. Uh, and that's what I hear from a lot of people that do that kind of work, even hand carving, is the piece of wood usually dictates what the art is going to take form of. That's right. Absolutely. This has been a wonderful, wonderful show. Very, very entertaining. Uh, a lot of knowledge here for a lot of our listeners. Uh, Michael, again, thank you for being on the bonus segment of the show. And again, tell me, follow you and learn more about Michael Warren, ARO Team Ohio. Uh, you can go to the uh, American Roots Outdoors uh, webpage and also go to uh, Google and just punch my name in. Many artistic abilities of Michael Warren and it will take you right to my page and also go on Facebook and look me up and I'd be more than happy to answer any questions and talk to anybody and actually help anybody and if you need prayer I'll also pray for you also. That is awesome. One last thing here. The prayer is very important. If somebody wants to book you for a show to come and do exhibitions and you do these exhibitions at schools and, and fairs and events how can they contact you also to book you to come to an event? I uh, just uh, hashtag Warren uh, Carver, and I should get all the information. There you go, folks. Michael Warren, ARO Team Ohio, the new ARO team leader. And you can see why we chose this man. Very knowledgeable, uh, very gifted man, a man of God. We want to thank you for listening to America Reach Outdoors and Maybe we can get Michael to give something away on the next show, a small carving or something. Would you do that, Michael? I sure will. And I got to talk to you, Alex, after after the show, too. I got some ideas for you. Okay, that sounds good. Michael, we will talk after the show, and uh, we'll, we'll figure something to give away on the next show. Uh, be sure to sign up and give us a, a rating of, of the podcast and this show here. And, again, thank you for listening. Redbone, close her up. Yeah, well. Well, that's going to wrap it up. And, uh, folks, uh, hope you enjoyed our podcast. Remember, when your roots run deep and strong, there's no reason to fear the wind. <laughs>